Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, good evening, welcome to this week's award-winning one of the post. I am Chris. Uh, with me, I've got Ubifura Ross. Howdy. I right? Yeah, good, mate. Apart from a wicked cold, but yeah, I'm good. Um, moving on with my sympathy. Uh, we've, got a, we've got a special guest this week from UniLadFootball.com. We've got Rebecca. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. International break, no points dropped for Chelsea. It has been a happy week <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> this must be the first Sunday morning you've wanted to sort of turn on the telly, I suppose. Oh, honestly, like, I, I have this thing now that I like to call sack watch as well. So every time I wake up, I'm like, has Jose been sacked yet? Does Jose have a job? Are we getting Brendan Rodgers? Believe me, it's been interesting times. Nobody wants Brendan. No. So as you might have guessed from that, I'm sorry, folks, but we had to get one on eventually. We've got a Chelsea fan. There got, is actually one. We we've gone four years without getting one on. <laughs> <laughs> we've gone to Herculean efforts not to get them on. <laughs> Adam did call Chelsea fans scum last week, so, you know. Fantastic! <laughs> we have to get you two on together. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'll not lie. Like, I, I have to say, I know we get a bad rap for our fans, and I, I went to the Porto game um, earlier on this season, and after the game, I went out drinking with Porto fans. I didn't go out with Chelsea fans. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Pretty much says quite a lot, really. Um, right, we'll be talking a tiny bit this week about the Euro 2016 playoffs. Um, a tiny little bit about France, uh, some upcoming friendly fixtures, which I know you are really eager to talk about, Ross. Um, we'll be doing a mid-season Premier review, and we'll be doing a Chelsea five-a-side team. Um, so first of all, we've got Hungary that qualified. Uh, they qualified yesterday after they beat uh, Norway 3-1 on aggregate. Um, Thomas Priskin, formerly at Portsmouth, scored. Really? Yes, wow. indeed. Um their first tournament since 1986. Fair play. Gabriel and his uh, drug and Tracky bottoms. bottoms, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, I can't think of anybody else other than that. Akos Buzaki's probably retired by now, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he has. I watched the first leg, I missed the second leg, but the first leg was quite entertaining. End-to-end stuff. Was it? Mm. Yeah, it was a good game. Um, at the moment, what, what kind of at the moment? It's Ireland-Bosnia at the minute, isn't it? It is, and it is 1-0 to Ireland after the worst penalty decision I've seen in a very, very long time. Uh, but what can you do, the Irish and their penalties, eh? <laughs> why, was it, why was it a bad decision? was never a handball. It literally was not a handball. And, I mean, I've seen John Terry literally nearly do the YMCA in the box, <laughs> so I know what a handball is, and this definitely was not one. I remember John Terry. He won save this season, didn't he? Oh, he loved it. He absolutely loved it. <laughs> yeah, their, their handball luck in these European qualifiers is pretty bad, though. So. Yes, well, it's, it's come full circle now, yeah. trust me. Yeah, Thierry Henry will know he'll, um, he'll be happy now, will he? <laughs> he'll make an appearance <laughs> later on in the game just to win a penalty for Bosnia. <laughs> How are Bosnia getting on? 
Uh, to be honest, my main concern when I watch Bosnia is please, please pray for Begovic because if he gets injured, I'm starting to plan my away trips to Burnley, Blackburn and Bolton next season. <laughs> so, uh, at the moment, yeah. But Bosnia, to be honest, I don't think they've got much as a team, have they, really? But then no, quite Pran- a lot Pran- of Pran- the Pran- sides Z- probably is about it, isn't it? Yeah, them. literally, that's the, the summarisation of them. No, no disrespect to them, obviously. No. But, you know, if, even when you look at quite a lot of the sides going to the Euros, that you just think, dear Lord, but, you know, <laughs> that's uh, what we have to live with. Well, yeah, it's like how many qualifiers can England play and win and then people, as per usual, think, oh, Roy, we've got a good side, we've got this, we've got this. No, no, stick them in front of a good side and they will get beat, <laughs> yes. as every season shows. It's just, how do people get surprised by this? Yeah, well, as John Cleese said in Clockwise, it's the hope that kills you. <laughs> I've given up with England. I haven't watched an England game since we lost to Germany in the World Cup, and I'm more than happy in my life. Yeah, to, to be quite honest, neither of my parents are actually English, so I, I have no affinity to them. I mean, I've, I've obviously grown up in, in England, but in terms of internationals, like, I, I will be watching Spain all the way, and I always have, unfortunately for me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I love watching Spain games, but dear Lord, England just, just absolutely suck all the life out of every game. <laughs> this is what I deduced from watching them play Spain. I do your parents Spanish, though, isn't it? They are not, no, my mother's Dutch and my dad's Welsh, so my, my father has been uh, out of his uh, Wales closet in the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and your mum's back in her Dutch one, is she? Uh, yes, uh, as she said the other day, and it is a direct quote from the woman herself, it's a disgrace the Netherlands haven't made the Euros. I was like, mother, it was a disgrace the way they played in qualifying. <laughs> that was the disgrace. Um, Ukraine beat Slovenia 2-0 uh, Yarmolenko who Brendan Rodgers was available on a free over the summer um, he scored a uh, return next tomorrow and the bridge derby Sweden 2 Denmark 1 um, Zlatan scored are we, are the we, Lord the you, Lord failed Zlatan scored <laughs> Ben v, v Zlatan had to be the, the pick of the ties for me and it was uh what wasn't as good as I uh, I originally anticipated. I missed this Latin bus, I really did. You're not a fan, are you, Chris? No. I read his book and my opinion even worsened, which I don't really think is the idea of it. I read his it book and my opinion isn't. pretty much just stayed the same. Like, that's what I thought he would be like. <laughs> I read his book and thought, where am I getting your quotes tattooed on my body? Like <laughs> <that>? <laughs> um... Morton Olsen, Paul Morton Olsen, he's been the coach since the year 2000 uh, and 102 caps playing for them beforehand. Um, this could be his last game tomorrow. It'd be a shame, wouldn't it? But I mean, that's almost 16 years in charge. I mean, yeah. He's done a decent job. I mean, he's got Nicholas Bentner to deal with. So. Nicholas Bentner's not got a bad scoring record for him, has he? He hasn't really. It's odd. Yeah. They've got a fairly decent team, Denmark. They've got, they got Daniel Lager, of course they've got a decent team. <laughs> well, they've got Kvist as well and Eriksson and uh, Fischer. They're all good players. I'd say they're a better overall team than Sweden are, but I don't know, Sweden seems to be a bigger team, I think. Does anybody see in the top left-hand corner where, of course, you've got the little shortened version down um, of their names, haven't you? Oh, yeah, I saw <laughs> uh, What's the shortened down of um, Sweden? It's SWE, isn't it? Yeah. And the shortened down version of Denmark? DEN. Which makes Sweden, and of course the last three letters of Sweden are D N, and the last four letters of Denmark are Mark. which makes Denmark. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I 
the highlight of the European qualifiers for Chris. Yeah. I think it's the highlight for everybody, to be quite <laughs> honest. Um, okay, we'll do a little bit about the friendlies then. So, Spain to England, nil. Um, I didn't watch this. I was watching something else. Um, were we bad or have we just come up against a decent team finally or, or how did it go? You watched this, did you, Rebecca? Uh, I did, yeah. Um, it was the second goal in um, a couple of games that Mario Gaspar scored. It was a beautiful, beautiful goal. Um, ironically, he's a, he's a right back. Um, <laughs> but t- to be honest, I mean, the, the the first and kind of most fundamental thing, I think, is, you know, Spain are, are heads and shoulders above England. Even when they got absolutely battered by the Netherlands, I thought they were heads and shoulders above England, which says a lot. But if you look at the, the kids so to speak, that Spain are bringing through, the kids that can't even get in their squad, and then you look at these England kids and you just think, oh my God, the the difference is just huge. And we're, we're getting excited about, you know, an, an absolutely no disrespect to the kid because he is a very, very good player. You know, we think Raheem Sterling and Harry Kane are the people to pin our hopes on, and Spain have Isco and Morata, you know, <laughs> the, the level of quality, and they don't get excited by Isco and Morata. They're like, well, we've had a hundred of those, yeah. and we'll have another hundred. It is a completely different thing, you know. In every every single position, their quality is is ridiculous, and and England is is more lacking than Ivanovic's pace, you know. I've watched Deli Ali play quite a lot of League One football, and he's an international footballer now. The best thing I can say about Deli Ali is look at his tweets from 2012. They are cracking. <laughs> okay. That is about it. I'm going to get I, on those straight away. I remember Liverpool were linked with this guy. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be linked with him again. Another one of Brendan's <laughs> failures, Chris, was it? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, um, he was up there with it. No, I think that was pre-Brendan, I think. Really? Or at the same time we were being linked with Christian Teller. Okay. Just add it to the Brendan list. Yeah, we'll, we'll play it all on Brendan. That's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> you weren't too keen on Diego Costa in this, were you, Rebecca? To be quite honest, Diego Costa, in terms of what what he gives for a club side, and I know he's been you know awful this season, and the fact that he came back from preseason overweight is you know a very different issue and one I could talk about for a very long time and say a lot of words that would have to be bleeped out. So we'll oh, move we on from that. Out. Don't worry about but, that. Don't worry, you can say it. <laughs> all the words I would use to discuss Diego Costa this season, you might have to, <laughs> but. In terms of for Spain, it, exactly the same as, you know, with their last international tournament. Costa does not fit their style of play. They have forwards who do, you know, Alcacer does, Morata does, even somebody like Soldado or Negredo, they who, you know, FYI, have been pretty good since returning back to Spain yeah. because it was Spurs that killed Soldado, not the <laughs> other way around, Shock. in unsurprising news. Um, yeah, they have so many forwards who are so, so talented who will fit in with their system a lot better than Costa. And the irony of all ironies, which I know a lot of people pointed out, you know, was the fact that Brazil are crying out for a Diego Costa. <laughs> <laughs> the exact player that Costa is, Brazil need. It's, it's ridiculous almost. I, I don't know why Costa essentially decided that Spain would be a better fit because they're not they were never gonna be um so in terms of him internationally from a Chelsea perspective I would never want him to be called up because the man is a walking injury anyway and from from a anybody that wants Spain to do well perspective again I think he has no business being near that squad and it's no actual reflection on him as a player sometimes you just get players that for whatever reason are not clicking with a side 
you know, the, the, the key to international football. And it's something that Del Bosque, for, for a couple of tournaments, got ridiculously right, is it's not your best players, it's your best team. And mm. if you want the best Spanish team, Diego Costa has to be sat on the Copacabana eating chips and drinking margaritas when they play, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm glad he did, because otherwise he wouldn't have had those two extra games in qualifying against Martin Skirtle. <laughs> Overjoy, the joy of Costa and Skirtle. <laughs> um, Northern Ireland beat Latvia 1 0, uh, staying in this country. Um, the Rebecca Parent Derby, Wales lost to Holland 3 2. What was that like? That was a good game. I saw the highlights of that. Yeah? yeah. Who scored? Oh, now you're asking a question. Um, uh, Joe Ledley scored, remember that one? Yeah. Uh, someone, Hugh, Hughes. Fellow beardy Joe Ledley. Yeah, I love Joe Ledley's beard, it's amazing. Uh, it's not as good as Jetnax. It's better, I think. Do you think? Yeah, it's more sculpted. I used to think Arda Turan had the best beard, but I'm leaning towards Daniel de Rossi. I used to think Arda Turan was one of the best people in the world, but after he gave up football for six months to, you know, sit in the stands <laughs> at the new camp, my opinion of him declined somewhat. You're a Madridista, aren't you? I am indeed. Would you believe, obviously, because it's Classico week, I, I have a policy on Classico week of for the for the seven days leading up to it. I always wear one of my Real Madrid shirts each day, <laughs> and um, I was wearing one with um, the special and then a number one on the back on my way to work today. Walking down Dean's Gate in the middle of Manchester. And um, a guy stopped his car to shout Hala Madrid out the window. And literally, I was like, I was astounded. Wasn't David De Gea, was it? It was not. He's still crying in his special suit in his girlfriend's house, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, Number one ranked team in the world, Belgium, beat Italy 3-1. And, of course, we got France versus Germany. All in all of what happened there, France did beat Germany 2-0 as well. but yes or no for anybody. Should the game go ahead tomorrow? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can't give in to the, the sort of threats, can you? No. I think, to, to be honest, for me, the way I kind of thought was if the, if the French players and the French Federation want it to be played, then we absolutely should play. Yeah. And they, they've asked for it to be played, so a thousand percent we should. You know, everybody should, it, in my view, be singing the French anthem. I think football has such a huge part to play in, in uniting people, not in just aspects of, you know, standing against terrorism and discrimination, but football can bring people together. And this is one of those times where I think, you know, we, we do need to stand united. And I absolutely, you know, when they said the French players sat with the German players in the Stade de France mm. after the game until, you know, three in the morning, it, it's not anything to do with your badge, who you play for, who you represent. It's we are all human beings at the end of the day. And I think football can help you transcend those boundaries and tomorrow night has to be one of those times okay. well speaking of solidarity in football it's Turkey versus Greece tomorrow mm-hmm. <laughs> Greece lost to Luxembourg on Friday did they? and they yeah. can't even blame that on Claudio Ranieri <laughs> <laughs> no he's well out of that isn't he? <laughs> um, Claudio's flying <laughs> he is isn't he? shouldn't have got rid of him oh dear lord <laughs> <laughs> uh Elsewhere in World Cup qualifying world, we've got Argentina 1, Brazil 1, um, China 12, Bhutan 0. Wow. Uh, other good results we had. I mean, there's no there's no Oceania qualifying, they're normally quite good for them. They've got the UAE 8, East Timor 0, uh, Palestine 6, Malaysia 0. <laughs> they're always quite good for them. Um, right, that's internationals done. So what we're going to do now, we're going to talk a little bit about the Premier League uh, so far. So we're 12 games gone, so with my... 
uh, lack of mass GCSE that makes it what a third almost one third yeah one third of the season has gone so um, I think seeing as we've got a guest on and a Chelsea fan <laughs> guest and, and seeing as myself and Ross are a bit of a, a fan of Schadenfreude <laughs> how should we do this one well let's have Chris what's your highlight of the season so far my highlight of the season. Yeah, is it a team in sixteenth place by any chance? <laughs> Apart from that, um, my I tell you, my highlight of the season that through ball from Delafeo last week to Lukaku. That's pretty nice. I did like that. And that, the Everton kit when they played at Southampton. Everton kit, the the grey and orange one. Y- yeah, very nice. I did like that. Jamie Vardy is my highlight of the season. Is he? He's having an absolute party, yeah, Jamie. Yeah. Jamie Vardy, absolutely. Forget the off-field stuff. That's. Irrelevant to what he's done on the football pitch, he's, he's been fantastic. People still question whether he should be in the England squad. I don't, I don't see how they can. Well, I, I don't see how anybody should use that as a barometer for anything either. To be quite no. honest. <laughs> well, your theory on this, Ross, is you always pick the players are in form. Exactly. Doesn't matter how many caps they've got or whatever. No, you, he must be uh, the most informed player, one of the most informed players in world football right now. I mean, even Ronaldo didn't score last week, so. Which was unbelievable and completely <laughs> summed up his relationship with Rafa Benitez because Ronaldo always scores against Sevilla <laughs> routinely. It's a, like a thrashing of Sevilla every season, and he's he is not a happy bunny at the moment, Cristiano at all. I was waiting for Vardy to miss that penalty, penalty kick though after he wrestled it off Mares. Oh, Mares more or less gave it to him, didn't oh, he? Did he? I think he did, didn't he? I think Mares realised and oh, it's gave it's it. Like a Saturday, that made it sound completely different to that. No, no, I think it was a little bit different. Um, what about the goal of the season so far? I mean, all I have to pick from is Willian or own goal, so I'll, I'll let you two run with that. Well, Willian oh, scored William... some fantastic free kicks, though. Yeah, free kicks don't yeah. count because they're dead balls. I've never got this with free kicks being on goal of the month competitions. <laughs> Fair enough. It, I, I can't, no I one's can't allowed... think of one off the top of my head, to be honest. No one's allowed to challenge you. <laughs> and it's a dead ball, so it's, st- it's still. So, you know, you should be scoring them. There is a wall in the way sometimes. No, you should be able to dip it over the, the top. Over time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my goal of the season, not many people would have seen, but it was the Sheffield Wednesday strikers' goal against Leeds. It was a, he chipped it over two defenders and rifled it into the far corner. No, exactly. That silence is what I thought would happen. But <laughs> <laughs> the silence is golden. <laughs> the we there. It was a great goal. It was against my own team, but it was a fantastic goal. So. No, you know, you're not one of those, are you? You just <laughs> applaud people when they score against your team or you support all the English teams in Europe. Oh, oh my you? God, those people just <laughs> don't understand what is wrong with them. I, well, I really don't get it. Well, I do because I'm a Liverpool fan and we need the coefficient. Yeah. But it's for entirely selfish means. Tottenham need that coefficient. You know what's going to happen. They're going to finish fourth and we'll lose the coefficient place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you... no, I, I, would, I would happily finish 16th. I would take 16th now if 2012 could be repeated and Spurs would get fourth and we would win the Champions League it would make I, I maybe would even take relegation for that what's your favourite goal Rebecca? Uh, to be honest if, if I'm picking a goal I, I'd be picking from the Liga and it'd be one of Neymar's I think if there's a player at the moment who is the best in the world on form for me it's Neymar mm. it, some of the stuff that Neymar and Suarez, Suarez have done in the absence of Messi has been you know, utterly, utterly sublime. They, they've stood up and been counted and, and a lot more. So, for me, I mean, it's uh, 
it's got to be one of them. And would you believe Jonathan Walters has just scored again? Oh so Ireland are on their way, kids. They Excellent. are going. Well, my dad's born in Ireland, so it's time to get that one, that old chestnut out again. I bet Jonathan Walters will be there. So, was your favourite one be that one last weekend with a little chip over his shoulder? For, for Neymar, yeah. I mean, to, to be honest, they're just ridiculous Barcelona at the moment, aren't they? Um, and that's that's like I say, without Messi. So yeah, Neymar and Suarez are the ultimate uh, dream team. I, I can't pick a Chelsea one because, like I say, giving own goal plaudits is going a bit far. <laughs> My favourite red card of the season, I think, so far has got to be in the Champions League. Did you see this one with Roma the other week, where he pushed the fella into the back of the net. Yes, that was brilliant. Who was it? Was it for Roma or against Roma? I can't remember. I mean, to, to be honest, when it comes to red cards, again, that's just something. My favourite red card is obviously Gabrielle's, um, which would <laughs> be one of my highlights of life. But, I, I mean, we've seen far too many red cards this season as well. So, Matic for club and country has uh, ridiculously been off, off boil and got a ridiculous red card for Serbia. Uh, not this round of internationals, the international round before. And has come out with a cracker saying, uh, unless the Serbian players sort themselves out, he's just going to retire from international football. Wow. So I, I assume, you know, Monday morning at Cobham, Willian will just go up to him and say, unless you sort yourself out, I'm leaving Chelsea. <laughs> pot kettle, Nemanja, pot kettle. What, what has, <laughs> let's talk about what has happened to Chelsea? Because I argued <laughs> last season that Chelsea were as good because of the, how good Matic was. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, every, every single area of the side, uh, of the spine, and I am a huge believer in the spine, um, every single area has gone to utter shit. So, obviously, we've, we've had the Courtois injury, mm. um, which people haven't actually focused on because, obviously, there's been so many other problems within the squad. Uh, Begovic is probably the best number two in the league, absolutely, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you know, the Czech season, uh, w- last season was unprecedented. It'll probably never happen again. Um, she shouldn't have probably happened to him anyway. But th- you're not going to get a better backup than somebody like Begovic, who at times has, you know, been very, very good. But in terms of, of Courtois, he is he is that keeper, you know, he is yeah. the David De Gea, he is the Manuel Neuer. He does save you points as opposed to just keeping you in a game until you eventually concede. <laughs> um the the whole of the defence, you know, at times that I've honestly considered buying a pair of football boots and offering up my services <laughs> on a Saturday. And, you know, I'm a 25-year-old girl, so I'm not sure whether that would have even worked. But Ivanovic... Or so says Fabregas. Well, you know, Ivanovic has just been utterly dire. And he, he's gone from arguably having a shout of being, since Gary Neville hung up his boots, probably the best right-back in the Premier League, to, to being somebody that you wouldn't even want to see in a five-a-side team in your local park on a Sunday. Because he's been absolutely useless. You know, Terrier has been off off boil. Cahill, I've said for a very long time, when he's got a very good partner next to him, a la Terry last season, is great. When you take Terry away or you put somebody who isn't informed next to him, you've got a problem. Mm. Again, we've seen that in spades. Cahill has no pace either at all, which is another problem. Zuma, I would never, ever level any blame on him because, you know, he scored the winner against Arsenal and then he went to pot against Newcastle. But Zuma's a kid 
he's you know he's just turned 21 he's he's got so much time ahead of him he's fantastic for what he is yeah left left back we'd we'd never criticize Azpilicueta even in the the season that we've had he's still been a 6.5 out of 10 which is you know at least 5.5 more than everybody else (laughs) in the team bar William midfield good lord absolutely what on earth to do Matic has at times deserved to be dropped yeah. Fabregas After 27 having, minutes. Yes, and I would have <laughs> subbed the sub as well, completely and utterly. But, you know, with, with Fabregas, he obviously has just got his calendar wrong because he thinks it's post-January because he's been utterly dire. He's been replaced by Mikel in recent games. Ramirez, Mikel. To be honest, I would have a Ramirez or Mikel because, one, we need that screening in front of the back four, and, two, it does add that little bit of solidity. Yeah. So that, for me, isn't isn't a problem. Pedro, surprisingly, is missing Barcelona. Can't Oof. do it on a cold night in Stoke. Doesn't understand why when you get booted five feet in the air, it isn't a penalty red card <laughs> and, you know, eight cuddles from the referee. Because it's not Barcelona, Pedro, it's nothing like that. Um, you know, Hazard. Hazard. What, what That's you the main one, about, isn't it? What do you even say about Hazard, to be quite honest? I mean, one last season, his output was pretty similar if not identical in terms of goals and assists to Gareth Bale Mm. Gareth Bale who got his car keyed in Madrid so you know if Azar thinks he's making his move to sunnier climates in Madrid in the summer (laughs) one where are you playing Eden because I'd like to know who are you going to actually oust out of Bale Ronaldo James (laughs) Isco Benzema will be in prison so let's not think about him (laughs) but there'll be another forward there so you know that's that's Point one for Hazard. Point two is you absolutely cannot go off form in Madrid. You can't have 20 minutes off form if no. you're one of their marquee players. You get booed and whistled. And this season, you know, Hazard has been dire. Against Stoke, um, obviously, when we, we lost in the league, he, he did look a lot brighter. He looked better in that sort of that game than I'd seen him all season. Mm. Um, so, you know, potentially we, we do have something to come back with but you know the way I'd explain our season straight off the bat is and deadline day was a disaster the entire summer was a disaster you know City go out and make a mockery of FFP and get the irony ball ironies (laughs) oh no you can't start talking about FFP no you can't you can't do that actually actually these days we can because Chelsea Chelsea restructured their entire entire spending from the tea lady up in the last couple of years, we have sold before we bought. Yet before then, we were, we were as bad, if not worse, than anybody for spending money. I don't think you'd find a Chelsea fan who said, who said, who said we weren't. But in terms of the last couple of years, we have balanced our books. Yeah. And City and PSG basically said, you know, fuck FFP, we'll take you to court. Oh, funnily enough, FFP isn't actually a sustainable thing. You can't hold it up in a court of law. So they've gone out and bought who they've wanted. And, you know, essentially we should have absolutely done the same because we we didn't just stand still in the summer. We went backwards Mm. because Drogba, I know he was 37 and should not have had to play the amount of games he played last season, but he did score four goals, you know, one at Old Trafford. He scored some big, big goals. He is a huge presence in the team. We've swapped that for Radamel Falcao, who <laughs> is, you know, injury-prone, a national joke, trends on Twitter, 
because people troll him, you know, at the end of the day, you would think after Mutu and Kejman and Shevchenko and Fernando Torres, we would have learned from this, but we've not. So, you know, Loic Remy, the only thing Loic Remy ever does is just put his hand up because he's offside. All he ever does is live offside. You know, it is, it, I am not a fan of Loic Remy. I would, I would have got rid of him in the summer. And even if we'd have bought in just a, a Charlie Austin, anybody like that would have done. It's not like we were asking for, you know, a Varane, a Griezmann, nobody like that. Just any any kind of squad players mm. that Jose would have trusted to do a job. Instead, we ended up bringing in people on deadline day who, let's be honest, half of the footballing world haven't even heard of these people, let alone Chelsea fans who've only supported football since 04. It's been <laughs> a very difficult time. And, you know, I, I realise that things go in peaks and troughs. And when Moyes was at United and, you know, they were languishing in seventh, that lofty, lofty position for me now, <laughs> it, it seemed awful. But I, I laughed. I laughed along with everybody else. And People have been waiting for Mourinho, who is, you know, a very controversial man. Like, that's, there's no getting away from that. You know, people have been waiting for him to slip up for, for a decade now. Yeah. And, you know, add Chelsea, Roman Abramovich, people like Costa and John Terry, Ashley Cole in his day, and, and Mourinho, and stick them all in one pot and, you know, light the pot on fire and watch it implode. <laughs> people are going to love it, and they absolutely are. So Chelsea but, fans, sorry, I was just going to say Chelsea fans. Uh, are in a rather an enviable position of backing their manager because he's Mourinho and he's won so much and, he, and you have to back him. But at the same time, they can't stand against the board because he's backed them for all these years. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think obviously with that, one, Abramovich has learned from the first time round. Two, our fans actually know, and th- this is the thing, for years and years and years, no matter who the fan was and you know, who, who they liked as a player, whether they agreed with Roman Abramovich, whether they've been a fan for five years, ten years, fifty years. They've always said the minute anything went wrong post Mourinho leaving, so whether we had an Ancelotti, a Hiddink, you know, an Avram Grant, God forbid, a Rafa Benitez, an ABB, the minute a result went wrong, get Mourinho back. Mourinho saw yeah. it. It's not just people love Mourinho. It's almost, and I call it the cult of Jose because it absolutely is. It is a religious fervor almost. And the fans, if you look at Chelsea, especially since Abramovich took over, obviously that there's, you know, John Terry, we had Frank Lampard, they have Drogba, Zola before that. There have been players who, we, you know, the fans have loved and fallen in love with. But because Abramovich is an, a, a presence in the media, people don't adore him. They don't identify with him. Mourinho is that man. People, even when Mourinho wasn't there for so many years, people associated Mourinho with Chelsea because it was still his Chelsea team. Mm. So the fans love Mourinho. You, I don't think you'd find a fan, a genuine Chelsea fan, who would say Mourinho out because they understand, one, he isn't going to come back a third time. Two, who, who are we going to get? Let's be realistic. Who, who, who is going to come? Rogers. Well, you know, let's get... He knows the club. He's worked there before. There's there's Rogers, there's Moyes, there's AVB, you know, there's all of those prestigious managers. Paul and Lambert's not a got, anymore. Oh, unfortunately, Tim Sherwood, that's, that's one bite Tim in the Tim Sherwood. I I'm a fan it. of the gilet. Um, <laughs> however, <laughs> however, you know, Ancelotti, well, Ancelotti got sacked in, in the tunnel after the Everton game and despised it, you know, for winning nothing after being a double-winning manager. Mm. If we sack Mourinho after being a double-winning manager... 
clearly the club hasn't changed. You know, what, Diego Simeone, I, as much as the press would like to say it, I, I don't believe he's, he's going to leave Atleti at least until the end of the season. I think he believes he can win the Champions League there, and quite rightly. You know, so so if he gives that another couple of seasons, that that's again somebody else. Guardiola? Is Guardiola really a fit at Chelsea? That's an absolute no. Guardiola and Chelsea would not fit together in any way, shape or form. And, you know, obviously, I, I probably won't find a lot of people who'd agree with me, but in terms of Guardiola and his performance... In, in Europe with Bayern Munich, if you look at his semi-finals, and yes, he got them to the semi-finals, but it's Bayern Munich. If you're not, you're doing something very, very wrong. Yeah, it's you know, very they, easy to be the Bayern manager, isn't it? Absolutely. They've been absolutely battered. When Guardiola took the job, he said, anything but the treble isn't good enough. And, and it's absolutely true at Bayern. If you don't win the treble, that is not good enough. What about Jürgen Klopp? Real... Oh, no, you can't have Jürgen Klopp anymore. <laughs> You, you know, against Real Madrid and Barcelona uh, in the last couple of years, they have not been good enough in Europe by any stretch of the imagination. Right. With Barcelona, obviously Guardiola won the Champions League. In 2009, as Jose said, I would have returned it because after what happened at Stamford Bridge, it was a complete disgrace. They should not have been in that final. <laughs> you know, but for me, anybody who managed Barcelona, the reason Barca have transitioned so seamlessly between Rijkaard and Guardiola and Tito and Luis Enrique is because of the players and the ethos at the club. You know, my cat could manage Barcelona and probably win at least the Copa del Rey. Your it cat, wouldn't... Alex, your cat is a Tottenham fan, isn't it? Would you believe? People People think I'm crazy, but there's actual footage of it that I've put on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> Noah, if you say Harry Kane, he runs into the room and jumps up to the TV. <laughs> Literally, I, I sit for hours with him just watching the laptop when Harry Kane plays. It's why, ridiculous. Why are you a Chelsea fan but you bought a cat? Why did you bought a cat to be a football fan at all? Why have you bought a cat to be a Tottenham fan? I've tried so hard, so hard to get it out of him, but it, it's just it's just not going. He loves it. He loves Spurs. It's uh, But then he does run into glass doors and chases his own tail, so then I kind of understand the attraction with Spurs. Same as a lot of Spurs fans, yeah. <laughs> um, well, with all all of that with Chelsea, then the big burning question after all of it is how old is Diego Costa? Thirty-seven. Because uh, he's not twenty-five. He's, he's I, I, you know what? <laughs> In terms of, of of his age and his his off the field, on the field, whatever behaviour, you know, I, I I just don't care. I just would love him to go back to last season. <laughs> we, we we love Diego Costa, fair of us, don't we? Just want some goals. Just want him to score some goals. I don't want him to score goals because it means he stays angry. <laughs> he is. It, he is very good entertainment for podcasters. He, he provides a lot of content for us. I just want him to yes. be Martin Skirtle every week. <laughs> well, what about the top ten? You got City, Arsenal, Leicester, United in the top four. So you are. Where are you? You are eleventh oh, place. We're, we're sixteenth. Norwich leapfrogged us last weekend to the joy of uh, everybody in Stamford Bridge. So you're 13 points now behind fourth place. So fourth place is probably gone. So no, 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 no. Let, let's not be hasty here. <laughs> Honestly, you think you still got a chance? Right. I, I have many schools of thought with this. Um, my one with my my blue tinted glasses, which I I obviously wear quite a lot, is in terms of if if you look at the top four right now. So I've, I've got the table in front of me, and obviously we've got like City and Arsenal. Um, but just forget them, you know. Even when Arsenal's injury strike and they have their decline, just just forget kind of the top two, the top three. It's 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 
the title went a long time ago. But Leicester City are on 25. Spurs, West Ham, Southampton, 21, 21, 20. And then you've got Palace on 19. So the amount of games that we have left to play, those sides, and yes, Spurs, you are not finishing in the top four. You <laughs> will drop points. Stop getting excited. Harry Kane <laughs> is not the man to lead you to Champions League. It is not going to happen. They are all going to drop points. So theoretically, Chelsea in their very, very lowly position of 16th on 11 points are a way off it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, 11, what, 10, 11, 12, 13 points off it. But those 13 points will be dropped by the other sides. Well, but that assumes you won't look Yes, if Chelsea pick them up. That, that is assuming, like you say, that Chelsea will win the rest of their games and basically do a, a Borussia Dortmund for, for the second half of the season. Yeah. At the moment, we can't win two games in a row. So talking about, you know, 20-odd games in a row is, is ridiculous. But if if they can get their form sorted, then I would say the top four is, is still doable. But that that's a huge, huge if. You know, at the end of the day, in terms of finishing in Europa League positions, I'd rather not bother. Yeah. Um, I absolutely do not want to be in the Europa League next season. It would be beyond humiliating. As Mourinho said, you know, and these digs are coming back to haunt him. I'll have Wenger specialist in failure. You know, the Europa League is not a competition Chelsea should be in. And I don't want to be playing Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, when, you know, next season, presuming we have invested heavily in the summer, um, you know, we will then try and make a statement in terms of the title. If if it gets to the stage post Christmas, where and I think in in January after the Christmas run of fixtures, we will be able to tell. You know, whether it is even a, a distant dream of the top four, or you know, forget it kind of thing, completely forget it, even in your wildest dreams. Then I run at Europe, absolutely. You know, Fabregas this week put it maybe not as eloquently as some people, but said, you know, we're fucked. Yeah. Our season is fucked. <laughs> and it absolutely is. Is it's that a quote, on, is it? Yeah, it's it is. a direct quote. It's fucked. It's in marker, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is absolutely true. It is well done, Seth. You've put it very well. Your form's <laughs> fucked. The season's fucked. Everything's gone to hell in a handbasket. But he did say... In Europe, we can terrify the big teams. We can beat the big teams, mainly because now they're thinking, oh, my God, Chelsea are shit. They've got nothing else to play for. Mm. You know, that then then it comes out. We have been, in the Champions League, a very, very good side on many occasions and not won it. We won it having Basingwa, David Luiz, Gary Cahill and Ryan Bertrand in the back <laughs> four. You know? So, <laughs> why not this year, basically? Well, I know you've started very well against um, Dinamo Kiev and Porto, haven't you? Well, you know, I think in terms of that one, as Jose parrots out whenever it looks like he might finish second in the group, that's when he wins the Champions League. <laughs> Two, he said uh, when, when he first came back to Chelsea, Chelsea will be at the final in 2015-16 when it's at the San Siro because he obviously loves winning it at old grounds or significant grounds to him. Um, so I booked plane tickets many <laughs> years ago. They were very cheap, but if you don't get there, I want a refund. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I am that dedicated to what Jose says. So what, yeah, if, what, what if Arsenal United get there? Oh, uh, I, would only, I would only go and watch if Chelsea were in the final or Real Madrid, to be honest, or, or Atleti, to be fair. Um, for, you know, Simeone, the, the man is crazy. I adore him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think Chelsea have as, as good a chance in Europe as as any side because as we know in the Champions League the sides that are the best aren't necessarily the ones that go on and win it they're quite reminiscent of Jose's Inter team to me at the minute in Europe 
Well, I, I mean, when you look at Inter, I, obviously they were they were very good domestically. We are at the moment utter shite domestically. Mm. I mean, about um, more about the, the, the two centre backs. They weren't blessed with pace, but they played a deep line and you couldn't really get through them. Yeah, the thing with Mourinho's Inter, especially the you know the year they won it, because if you look at the years before, the, the best bit of ho- business Jose's ever done, bar David Luiz for obviously fifty million, <laughs> was getting getting rid of. of Latan bringing in Eto, mm. you know, convincing him to play on the left and letting Melito be the the main striker because that was, you know, Melito and Schneider were were sublime. It was it was just their time. Mm. And if you look at Chelsea, they, they don't have a forward that's going to do that this season unless Costa books his ideas mm. up. But even last season, Costa, Costa's goals, bar one, which was in the League Cup final, and that was the dubious goals committee decision, <laughs> they all came in the Premier League. It's not in Europe where he shone, and again, Chelsea had huge problems because of that. You know, against PSG, these these goals were coming from from headers, from, from defenders. That that cannot happen. You know, Hazard isn't scoring, Costa isn't scoring. What are Chelsea going to do? Pray own goal and Willian get them to the San Siro? <laughs> Tie Willian down to a massive contract right now. I think we're trying. <laughs> we are trying. He's got you over a barrel, hasn't he? I, I last season said, and a lot of Chelsea fans have jumped on the bandwagon with Willian, but I absolutely adored him last season, and his work rate was second to none. And again, my favourite goal from last season was Everton, and it was Matic had got a goal disallowed in the 86th minute, and we, we looked, we were a bit on the ropes at that point in the season, and it was one of those where if you win that game, you know, it's a difficult game, if you can get your 1-0 win, you know you're going to go on and win the title. If not, City have got a bit of a look in. You can just imagine Frank Lampard parading with the trophy around Manchester. I'd have to stay indoors for the day. It wouldn't be good. <laughs> you know, I could imagine it happening. And then in, you know, 90 plus, Willian stepped up, scored the winner, and I, I screamed my house down. I, I'm pretty sure my neighbours thought I'd got a new boyfriend called Willian. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> That was my goal of last season, and William for me was was great. All he needed was an end product, and there's a lovely set of quotes from him from the last international break. And he said, last season I would stay behind in training for 20 minutes, for 40 minutes, and I would stand there and I would practice free kick after free kick after free kick. And Beckham says the same, Ronaldo says the same, yeah. you know, Frank Lampard says the same, and that is how you get your Beckhams and your Lampards going from being. <laughs> good good players to being great players mm. and that's what Willian's done and obviously there's nothing to compare him to compare him to this season anyway so <laughs> right well I think that's is that everything then let's talk some more Chelsea should we talk some more Chelsea should we yeah I don't think there's anything left <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine you sort of lying there sort of all sort of chelsea out um I'm sat in my Chelsea onesie right now, staring at my cardboard cutout of Drogba. You got a Chelsea onesie? Good How does God, this yes. Is it got a, a name on the back? Uh, it's got the special and a number one. And then I realised that if there'd been enough characters that the Megastore would have provided, I could have said special onesie, but I yeah. wasn't witty enough at the time. <laughs> is it blue or is it an awakening? It's a dark blue, actually. It's a dark blue with the Chelsea crest and a hood. But as I've noticed, I've got I've got a lot of Chelsea kind of attire from trackies to shirts to things I've got specially made because, yes, I do that. And these days you can't walk around in them because people troll you in the street. Like literally after the Everton game where we lost 3-1, 
I, I literally resorted after like the third time in the street of trying to defend Chelsea. But, but I, I ended up saying, it's my boyfriend's shirt. I stayed at his house last night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who they are. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever... I, I, I was trolled once in the street. I was wearing a QPR shirt the year they sold uh, Les Ferdinand and um, I got heckled <laughs> in the street. That was like 20 years ago. That was. I've had nothing since. Oh, I, I get it a lot, but then I'm, I'm a child live who lives in Manchester, so... You, know, you, you get everything you deserve it. I, I even it out with all the Man United fans in London. There was no room for me, so I had to come up here. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Ross? Have you been trolling the Leeds yet? I'm a Leeds fan that lives in Portsmouth. I don't care. They're, re- they're <laughs> irrelevant to us, anyway. They're envious of you. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, right, well... Or Chelsea. We're going to move on to our five-a-side team now. Uh, each week we pick a um, Premier League five-a-side team uh, or Premier League team, and we will go through um, their. We'll try and make a five-a-side team of theirs. So we have one goalkeeper, one defender, uh, and then any three others. Now you can have played for this team for ten minutes, as my team will show in a second, or you can play for them for the best part of uh, ten, twelve years. It doesn't really matter if you can justify their place in the team. Then. Uh, then so be it. Right, I'll skid my team out first. Um, I've got Pete Check and Cole, Marcel Desai in defence, and my any three others are Zola, Iron Robin, and Ricardo Charisma. Oh, you're a big right. Charisma fan, though, Chris. I, I love him. Absolutely <laughs> love him to bits, and he's getting in this team. I don't think Chelsea fans love him quite as much. No, well, let's have your team then, Rebecca. Uh, for me, I've gone for Check. Then Captain Leader Legend, because how can you not? Uh, Frank Lampard, although missing out FDN, has, has kind of killed me a little bit. Uh, Arjun Robin, and then Didier Drogba. Why don't you have Essien in defence and no JT? Because I like my defenders to be able to defend. He <laughs> <laughs> won't be able to get on the train, would he, Essien? <gasps> oh my god, low blow, low blow. <laughs> He's one of their own Chris well. JT wouldn't be letting him on. But JT let Ashley Cole and Drogba on the train, so I think he'd have no problem with SDN. Some of JT's best mates are black, Chris. Fine. Oh, well, well, that's okay. That's what he told the court, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ross, what have you got? You've got Mrs. Ross. She's done a team, hasn't she? She has indeed. Uh, my team is uh, Czech, Desai, Robin, Zola, and Drogba. And my good lady wife's team is uh, Czech, obviously. Um, Gallas. Lampard, Zola, and Flo. I think what I can take from that there's a lot of disappointed listeners now knowing that you're married. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially with my deep, sexy voice today. Yeah, you're very Helen Daniels' voice. <laughs> uh, right, a couple of listeners' um, teams. Helen Daniels, at, what a reference. Reference to the teenagers, that one. Um, at Jean Cross, he's gone for Czech Terry, Lampard, Dropper, Zola, uh, at ALPM57. Uh, I'm not having this. <laughs> Ed DeHoy in Gold. Get out, Alan. What are you doing? <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> uh, JT, Lampard, Zola, Viali. Uh, at Collins will render check. JT, Lampard, Zola, Drogba. Um, at Smidgey 87, Abramovich times five. <laughs> at Footwall underscore thesis, check. JT, Essien, Zola, Drogba. Um, Collins gone for check. JT, Lampard, uh, Hazard, Drogba. Uh, and Hazard. Yeah. Hazard. 
dear God, somebody should, no, 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 no. You tell this man to give me a call and I will explain why Hazard <laughs> no longer merits these. Well, you got another one as well. Mark is also on this podcast. He's on Czech, Perry, Lampard, Hazard, Drogba. So they're, they're the ones, well, we've got loads of them actually, to be fair. So thank you everyone that's contributed. Yeah, we've got one from Sean Crossy, who's Czech, Terry, Lampard, Drogba and Zola as well. Yeah. Um, Colin is normally on this podcast. He's the biggest John Terry and Frank Lampard fan ever. Yeah, uh, place for England, basically. Yeah. We had, we did, what, a 40-minute argument about why Beckham shouldn't be in the Man United team? Yeah, and we won. <laughs> a Man United team of all time? Yes. Oh, a Premier League era. Oh, Manchester Premier League team. era. Yeah. It depends, wanted... it depends what Cristiano you're talking about for me, because if you're talking about Real Madrid Cristiano now, then you'd obviously stick him up front. But if you're talking about who was there on the right for United, then... Well, Beckham needs to be sitting on the bench doing his hair no, we because Cristiano makes that. We just said the forty goal of season one, Ronaldo. That one. Yeah, Chris. Well, oh, yeah, any Cristiano is a good Cristiano. Yeah, basically, <laughs> somebody um, can tell Benitez. So checks in goal, Chris. Well, checks got ten votes, so I think that's a given. And Ed De Hoy is a rather vote. <laughs> Ed De Hoy and then Dimitri Karin actually got two votes. Yeah, we're, we're disregarding Tom's team. <laughs> okay, so we're going Peter checking goal. I think that's probably a given. Isn't yes. It? Uh, right, defence. Um, this is where we're going to have issues. Yeah, if, if you're going to rule out John Terry, and I assume that's pers- like really because you just think he's a cotton and not because <laughs> of his actual playing ability. Well, which... no, he could have a game of shows your medals with Marcel Desai and would lose. Well, I, I just think if you look at Terry for like the last sort of, what, 10, 10 years, you're struggling to find a, a better centre-back across Europe for that time. I, I agree he has been <laughs> very good but I will also put in the caveat that if Jonathan Woodgate hadn't been perennially injured him and Ferdinand would have been England centre-backs for that entire time Ledley King you could say the same yeah true but yeah I'll, I'll give you that point on Terry but I, Lampard is a, a better player I'm also surprised no, no votes for Rude Hullet at all to be honest uh, if, if you're not putting Terry in then I'd put Ricardo Carvalho in there Oh, what head of Marcel Desai? Without a shadow of a doubt, Carvalho is my all-time favourite defender. Um, I love the man. I, I bow down to him. Chris, if it means no Terry, I'm happy for Carvalho. Has nobody voted for him? That's democracy for you. Right, midfield. Ricardo Quaresma is a given. I take it. Is he? I'm going to have to argue against this one. Oh my god! You better have a good argument. Well, his Chelsea career is my argument. He's just a gorgeous, gorgeous player. He's one of the most skillful players you'll ever see. Go to YouTube and just look up all his best bits. Is he playing People for the best thought that about Bebe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but he, he's been... I mean, he's done it for years and years. And years. Maybe if we're doing a Porto by the side thing, I do grant you that. But he's just a gorgeous player. The way he passes, the way he can shoot, when he's on his day, he can do all those things. Uh, his Chelsea career lasted for four games with no goals. Um, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have Enrique De Lucas over Ricardo Carreras. Well, I realised oh, now tri- he he was a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> man, but nowhere near, anywhere near five as I do. Well, I realised there was a trick last week because I forgot to put Julian Jochu in my Aston Villa team. So I'm going to try as hard as I can to get um, get Quaresma. Mm. I feel I'm probably peeing in the wind. Yes. Well, eight votes each was Lampard, Zola, and Drogba. Right, Drog Drogba for me has to be in it. There's no question about that. No question. I think, yeah. Well, we were voting about Robin, though. Yeah, oh. I, I would, I would shout for Arjun Robin. But then, if you think about it, 
what if if you're picking between Robin and Lampard for for your midfield? Robin. Lampard will put in a shift defensively. He won't think he's in a swimming pool. He won't roll around <laughs> when he breaks the nail and be out for six months. <laughs> and he'll get you those deflections, free kicks, penalties, and genuine goals because he did score a couple of those as well. Yeah. So I I would have that Frank. In oh, I, I, I and Robin's got a better celebration. I mean, it was for Bayern Munich. That goal he scored at Old Trafford at Bayern Munich, and that little cut to his ears he did afterwards. Yeah. Uh, Jim Robbins a very weird man, isn't he? I know he got married during his time at Chelsea, and if, if reports are to be believed, and I do say that loosely, uh, the only player he actually invited was Petr Cech. <laughs> so... Oh, brilliant! <laughs> right, that's, that's quite a lot. That makes me like him even more. Yeah, it does. It makes me like. I, I, I was just thinking as you were talking about the time he got Pepe Reina sent off, but. <gasps> Oh, oh, Pepe Reina, another one of my favourites when Chelsea and Liverpool clashed. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now he's only invited. What I mean, of all the players I would invite, I'd probably invite Peter Cech. Come on, mm. I was Peter Cech, two hundred and seventy-fourth Twitter follower. I got there right at the very beginning. Wow, he's one of the few people actually, few footballers I actually follow. <laughs> Cech, Cech is just a great human. Like the friendship that Cech and Kudacini had was for, for me amazing when, yeah. when you think about the fact that they were in direct competition you know and Kudacini would have been my god he was he was the best goalkeeper in the league this season before Czech comes in takes mm. his place you know and then Stephen Hunt tries to assassinate Czech <laughs> you know Kudacini then gets knocked out in the same game they were you know they were both the first people to see each other in hospital you know Kudacini paid for Czech to have aviation lessons to get his balance back after his head injury Czech was the first person to go and visit Kudacini after his motorcycle accident when he wow. was at Spurs. You know, they, they are just, they're great guys. Kudacini Czech, got Stuart Taylor syndrome when Peter Czech arrived. <laughs> That's seven times better than Stuart Taylor. Uh, yeah. 100 times better than Stuart Taylor. <laughs> so we're saying Kudacini Drogba... over Ed De Hoyer, come on, Kudacini. Yeah. Well, we have that. Um, so Drogba's in. Drogba's yeah. in. Okay. So we've got, what, two between Robin Lampard and Zola? I want Robin in because of that. I would go Robin and Lampard. Sorry, oh, sorry, Jim Franco with Lampard. his ice cream shop in Bromley. Nope, I can't get Lampard. Uh, not Lampard. Zola's back heel goal against Norwich. Jumping back heel. That Manchester United goal. And he turned Julian Dix on his ass as well. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Who would you rather see? If you, if you had £10 and you'd rather go and see Frank Lampard or Jan Franco Zola? Frank Lampard. Really? Every day me. of the week. I think that because obviously forget Man City because obviously you know that's a very very sore spot but pre-Man City but for 10 years Frank Lampard was the one Chelsea player and I do mean the one Chelsea player who never let us down and who always stood up on big occasions because obviously Drogba is is my ultimate hero but Drogba got sent off in Moscow. Drogba, on the way to Munich, gave away a penalty at the new Camp and away a penalty in the final in Munich. Drogba had some big indiscretions. John Terry, sent off at the new Camp. John Terry, genuinely deplorable human being. You know, very bad guy in, in certain aspects. Frank Lampard was, was just on the field, amazing. His mom died, he came back and scored that penalty. You know, Frank Lampard, for, 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 for me, has to be pre-City, the, the ultimate hero so I, I would pay any amount of money to watch him the only thing for, in Lampard's favour was when he rang up James O'Brien on the LBC do you remember yes. that? yes so yes as well. I'm, I've been swayed Chris I'll be honest have you? no you see I'm just thinking we haven't got to when, if, you needed, if you needed if you needed a other. penalty being taken 
who would you have? Frank Lampard. If you needed somebody to stand up, if we've not got John Terry, who is our leader? It's Frank Lampard. Drop her, drop her. We haven't got Terry in there. I'm happy to have Lampard in there. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, because he's far, far. This is fine aside. This is a game of flair and excitement and panache and... Frank Lampard is none of That's those That's why Carvalho is your defender, though. Carvalho yeah, but... is your panache. That's why McAuley isn't in it. Of Lampard and Robin. Robin's your panache. Robin's you're rolling around on the floor doing your little dive. Well, so is Drogba. Drogba doesn't dive. Drogba gets <laughs> 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 I'm going to say that's the team. That's a pretty good team as well. Really? Frank Lampard ahead of Gianfranco Zola? Absolutely. Most of our listeners are under the age of like twenty, so they won't even remember Zola. They will probably know who he is. Come Which on, remember his West Ham managerial career. <laughs> that's a sad indictment. Well, surely that's more of a reason to have him, so they can see him in his full glory again. Kids, if you're listening, get on YouTube. Frank Lampard's still being in the team. Frank Lampard. <laughs> Frank Lampard didn't get Julian Dix on his backside and go around five United Manchester United players to score. I only post up the pictures of the police stickers. I don't put YouTube clips up on the five side team. So it's got to be really. Yeah, it's too much work to put YouTube videos up as well. Yeah, that's very true, actually. That's very true. <laughs> I'm writing with a very, very, very heavy heart. Frank Lampard. We'll let you have Gerard. I scandalised John Terry, isn't it? I don't want Gerard in my Liverpool team. Good Lord, why would you want Gerard? You'd never win a title. Put Jabby in there, don't you, is there? Yes. Jabby. Oh, Jabby. A king among men, Jabby Alonso. Oh. I, still, I still cry whenever I see him on TV. <laughs> That's the only reason to hate Rafa Benitez, is he tried to sell... The he tried to buy... only reason? Yes. <laughs> is that a fact? Yeah, the only, the only reason to hate Rafa Benitez is because he tried to buy Gareth Barry and sell Xavi London. You know he still stands by that. Yeah, Mark loves Gareth Barry, and Adam does. Honestly. Mm, I say love. <laughs> That's our, what's our team name, Chris? It's done. Well, that is our team. Peter Checkingal, Ricardo Carvalho in defence, Iron Robin, Didier Drogba, and somehow Frank Lampard. Colin's jumping for joy right now here in this. Um, and John Terry's there in spirit. He's John there Terry. in his kit anyway. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> Cheering on from the sideline. Yeah. Um, right, I'm going to reach into my team, uh, my hat, and pull out a team for next week. And we have got Sunderland. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yeah, you wait till we get to Watford. Well, Kevin Phillips is in, <laughs> almost certainly. <laughs> Kevin Phillips? Yeah. It's not. What? Oh, you've got, Niall, you've got Niall Quinn there. You've got Jackarini. Didn't Phillips win European Golden Boot that season? Yeah, I guess he did. <laughs> you'd rather have... No, 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 you'd rather have Jackarini than Kevin Phillips. Well, I would, I, I would yeah, but... argue for Kevin Phillips all day, I have to say. I'm just being deliberately contrarian because I've got Frank Lampard in my family. Honestly, you people have no soul. Frank Lampard has no soul when he scored against Chelsea and broke my heart. And that was no soul. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, well that, that man there held up a little A4 picture. Uh, they printed it at home as well. You don't do bands very well. Last season, I had a dartboard with Frank Lampard's face on it. My, my aim is very good these days. <laughs> Where are you aiming for? It's face. It's face, that's it. Triple 20, right? Pretty nice. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Um, if you've got any comment on this Chelsea team, please, please, please feel free to tweet these two. Um, oh, I imagine there'll be comments. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they follow you? They can follow me at RossBell1984. Rebecca, if they want to follow you? 
uh, Rebecca Knight 01. Okay, and then you do a bit of work for Unilad, don't you? You say Unilad Football. I do, yeah. I run Unilad Football, so that's um, the football page of the Unilad website. So we've got Unilad Football, Unilad Gaming, Unilad Food, and obviously the, the main Unilad page, which has got um, 9 million likes on Facebook. One so, million? Yeah, 9 million. Um, so we started the um, football page a couple of months ago because I um, was obviously writing for Unilad and they realised what a lunatic I am and how much football I watch and realised it was a bit of a missed opportunity not having me running the football page. So, yeah, it went from there. Um, so obviously, you know, give us a like on Facebook. It is a very good page, if I do say so myself. Well, if you want to put a link to this podcast up on there, that would be great. <laughs> we did, um, I, I did a, um, I don't know whether you've seen, you know, the downfall film. Um, so yes. Hitler, Hitler reacts. I did a Hitler reacts to Chelsea's form. And um, as, as much as it killed me, it's, uh, it's, a, it's quite a funny video, I have to say. Nice. I've seen that. That is very good. I can recommend it. And others have nicked it as well, haven't they? They have indeed. The joy of the internet. <laughs> Nicking it and passing it off as their own. Yes, but you know we, we shall move on from that because that that is the internet. So we, we are we're okay with that. It, it, imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, as they say. So if, Ch- if Chelsea could you know imitate Barcelona anytime <laughs> soon, I'd be really pleased. <laughs> What's coming up next on there then? On on Unilad or Chelsea? Chelsea probably seventeenth. <laughs> uh, Unilad. <laughs> Unilad, uh, we've got a uh, video for the Classico that's going out on Thursday. So um, we've gone a little bit, little bit outside the box on that. So whereas most people probably be expecting a Ronaldo v Messi, we've gone for a Pepe v Suarez. Some very, very nice moments of the two are their very finest biting, kicking, stamping. <laughs> uh, so it's it's a lovely video, and um, obviously we've got um, articles, some internet reacts, tweets. We'll be doing uh, quite a lot on obviously the the game tomorrow between England and France as well. So it's uh, all stations go at the moment. And do you accept people write for you as well? Do you want to get in touch? Uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, uh, people can drop me an email. Um, obviously, we we um, sometimes put up people's videos as well if they're if they're funny. So if you give me an email at Rebecca at Unilad.co.uk, um, you can, you know, tell me your thoughts on Twitter as well. That's absolutely fine. The block button is a joy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to use mine very often. Regrettably, I have to. <laughs> oh, you blocked by Stan Collymore. That's one of the prerequisites of Man on Post podcast. Is it really? Well, I'm not. Chris, you need to sort this out. <laughs> I told him he was rubbish in Basic Instinct 2, and he blocked me. I'm blocked by David Baddiel. Yeah, I like David Baddiel. I, I am blocked by Barca stuff, but that's about it. Are we? <laughs> yes. David Bedil, when he's going on about the Tottenham fans calling themselves the Yid Army, and he's talking about it being a moral thing, and I said, well, you're the man that came up with the and caught death diamond joke, so how moral are you? And he, um, he blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. That's it. That's that's as far as my celebrity blocking is going, my friend. Oh, well, treat someone to Stan Collymore. Uh, yeah, I might well do. <laughs> I, I think Drogba would probably block me if he knew I had a six foot one cardboard cut out of him in my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, well, with that in mind, uh, at, at Man on the Post is the uh, Twitter feed for sales. Manonthepost.com is our website. Um, if you want to uh, rate reviews on iTunes, any five star reviews are greatly received. Uh, Dave, you're still yet to come back to me with um, your review. I don't we think got he's listening anymore, Chris. I, I think he's gone. We got called an abortion of a podcast. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> Audio abortion. 
audio portion. <laughs> well. That's quite a compliment, actually. I think for someone to uh, really hate us that much that they came up with that. Oh, absolutely. So, somebody once commented on um, Unilad that they need a petition to get Rebecca Knight sacked. So yeah. it's like, ooh, <laughs> I've made it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, well, with that in mind, thank you ever so much, guys, for coming on. It's all right. It's a pleasure. You coming on again? Absolutely. Well, whenever, when we're relegated, when we're knocked out of Europe. We'll have you on there. We'll be in touch. Yeah. <laughs> We've got a Manchester United fan that uh, comes on every now and then, and whenever he seems to, he always seems to come on whenever Liverpool have been trounced. So it'd be nice. Funny to... how that works. <laughs> yeah, most weeks as well as well. So. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and always remember to keep your man on the post. Yeah.